Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking up with day four of our When Disappointment Strikes devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up with the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, and it says this, Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. The devotional is titled, Using Our Disappointment, and it says this. The disappointments we face can either keep us where we are or catapult us towards something better, a more fulfilling career, a better relationship, a stronger mindset, a brighter future. Disappointment doesn't mean a dead end. It may be a stop sign at first, but in the long run, there's a yield sign directing us to gauge our surroundings before moving forward again. To recover from disappointment, we have to choose to trust God in the midst of it. This isn't easy at all. It's hard to feel like trusting God when we're down. But isn't this the time to do it? It's easy to trust God when you're experiencing good things. It's when our hearts are broken and we voice our trust and faith in him that true trust occurs. We must move forward and rely on God to bring us through our pain for he's the only one trustworthy of caring for our hearts. Consider these two things as you continue to press through your disappointment. First is the point. We've all asked, what's the point to this? We want to understand why we experience what we do. Part of this stems from a desire to not waste our time or experiences. We want to know that what we've went through wasn't in vain. If that's your thought process, then you're on to something. The best way to heal from our pain and disappointment is to use it to impact someone else. Maybe you've struggled with infertility had a rebellious teenager, had a marriage collapse, or battled cancer, and the list goes on. What we walk through on earth is something that God can use in someone else's life. What once almost destroyed us is now a detour to direct us. Next is to worship or not. If we want to make it to the other side of our disappointment, We must worship God while we're in it. As followers of Jesus, worshiping God can't only be something we do when we feel like it or when things make sense. We worship God when things don't make sense too. That's good. When things seem upside down in our lives, there's always a reason to worship him. We can't keep our eyes on ourselves or what we wish would have happened. If we do, we'll be completely unaware of what God is up to. Worshiping while we're disappointed allows us to see the hope he has for us and the eternity he's waiting to spend with us. When we worship, we're telling God that he's good even though we don't fully understand what he's doing. Now is the time to trust him, to work not only in and through us, but to work in and through our disappointments, to bring us closer to him, and also to impact someone who's coming up behind us. 
Let's spiritually pay our pain forward and allow God to redeem every aspect of our lives. Yeah, the thing that really stuck out to me in this specific devotional was that whole part on to worship or not to worship. Mm -hmm. And because I got to be honest, there's times whenever things are hard, like it feels like you're in the fire, you're in the hardship, you're in the breakup, you're in the job firing, you're in the moment. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you want to do is lift your hands up and praise and worship. And so I guess I just want to kind of talk about the elephant in the room that like whenever we're encouraging you or this author of this devotional saying, worship God in hardship. What we're not saying is give shouts of cheer that your life is going through shambles. You're in shambles right now. What we're saying is, is that worship looks like putting your trust and your faith in him. Yeah. And that's what it looks like. Cause you can worship God with your tears. Mm-hmm. You can worship God with your grieving. Yeah. When Tori was talking about the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah worshiped the Lord in his fasting, in his mourning, in his prayer. Right. That's a form of worship. Mm-hmm. So don't let's just not get it confused as to say that you have to go put on, you know, good, good father and lift your hands in praise and smile while you're going through hardship. Yeah. But what you don't want to do is turn to things that could be used as weapons. Mm-hmm. You don't want to run to uh, self-medication. You don't want to run to resentment. You don't want to run to to unhealthy things mm-hmm. during those things because that would only compound it and make it so much more worse. Yeah. And it's, I think it's all about where we put our focus on. Well, and that's what I was going to, sorry to interrupt you, but mm-hmm worship is literally changing our focus. It's saying, I'm not going to focus on the heartbreak right Mm -hmm. now. I'm going to focus on who God is. I'm going to switch my focus. I'm going to fix my gaze. And that's when things shift. It's because when we're going through heartbreak, when we're going through something hard, it's so hard to take our eyes off it. It's so hard to not sink farther into it. And worship is literally an action and it is a good weapon to say, you know what? I'm going to fix my eyes in this moment on who God is. And I'm going to worship him for his majesty, his righteousness. And as I fix my eyes on eternity as I fix my eyes mm-hmm. on the beauty of him it takes the pressure off of us in our current circumstances we remember as we magnify him it like literally shrinks what we're going through and it's not to say that what we're going through isn't hard it isn't big it isn't heartbreaking but as we magnify his name it shrinks our current problems and it puts them in perspective in respect to his bigness yeah i mean when scripture says his peace which surpasses all understanding Mm -hmm. will come to you it's just like we like whenever we're in our hardship we can't understand the peace that he can offer us. Mm -hmm. It literally, scripture says, it surpasses all understanding. And so whenever we're saying magnify God in that moment, what we're saying is is allow him to do what he does, which surpasses our own ability to rationalize or cheer ourselves up or get out of a funk or whatever it may be, is he can do far more for us. And so use worship as a weapon in that circumstance, but it's really about where we're casting our vision. Mm -hmm. I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it 1,500,000 more. (laughs) I I, I was going to say 15,000, but I might even say it more than that. It's like whenever we're so focused on what God isn't doing, we're failing to see what God is doing. And if I tell you right now, don't think about a purple cow, 
okay, you're probably going to think about a purple cow. And so we have to take our thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. We have to shift our thoughts, experiencing renewing of our mind to say, I'm not going to just dwell on this hardship. I'm going to take that burden to Christ. I'm going to lay it on his feet, on his lap. I'm going to allow him and ask him to comfort me in this thing and direct me and guide me and invite him into this situation. Because honestly, excluding God from the situation literally does nothing. It literally does nothing. It makes things worse. It literally takes the only good thing away. Yeah. And so (laughs) nothing wrong with being disappointed, but take it to God. Let's take it to God. Let's create a healthy relationship with him. And that way we can work through disappointments Mm -hmm. rather than just honestly letting them overwhelm us. And I'll just go ahead and give you a pre-warning. There's times that I've gone to do this and then I get hit with more disappointment. It's like, you ever heard the quote, things come in threes? You ever Mm -hmm. heard that before? Yeah. It's like, or when it rains, it when it rains, when it, it rains, it pours. Yeah. And so I want to encourage you that the enemy does not want you to do this. And so expect some resistance, yeah. expect some distractions. And he strikes when you're weak and he strikes yes. when you're down. And so when you're disappointed and when you're at your lowest load, that's when you actually need to arm yourself even more because he knows mm. that that's when you're at your weakest. Amen to that. You ready to pray out? I am. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just pray today as we come to you with our disappointment that you would open our eyes to see what you are doing inside of it, that you would draw near to the brokenhearted, that you would comfort us, that you would reassure us that as we worship you, as we magnify your name, our problems by result get minimized because we remember that you are greater that you are Lord of Lord, King of Kings. You are author of the universe and you are author of our life. And Lord, as we give our life to you, as we surrender our story to you, Father, we remember that whatever we are walking through right now, however painful, however heartbreaking, God, you will use it for our good and for your glory, Father. So we just hand you the pen. We hand you our emotions. We hand you our disappointments, our longings, our expectations, our desires, our hopes, and our dreams, Father. We know that in your hands, in your hands, Father, such a better place than in our own hands. So, Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing behind the scenes. We thank you for all the things you are doing that we cannot see, but we know are good because you are good, that you are a good father and you are a good friend. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. And now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes. And don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. (laughs) And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Ciao, ciao, ciao.